Hi there. I'm Emily. And I'm Courtney. And you're listening to the Mostly Awkward Podcast. Where today we're talking about 12 things introverts absolutely need in life to be happy. Good job. <laughs> I don't even need to put in the music. Yeah, oh, I did it's it. It's already you. it's already been in, but <laughs> here we are. Welcome back to another episode of Spook Pod. Just just kidding. <laughs> that was like a promo. secret little yeah, that was a promo. Like, like a hidden little promo to our other podcast. The, have we even ta- we don't really talk about that we do another podcast too it's a true Where crime we, podcast uh, we haunt people we haunt people we say spooky things Ooh. but that's not what we're talking about today we're talking about being happy in life as an introvert yay yay this is an article that i came across um that lists yeah 12 things introverts absolutely need in life to be happy it's by a thing called Introvert Deer. It's an award-winning community for introverts, apparently. Sounds pretty cool. Like, they have some cool articles on here. Uh, and I was reading this one, although I didn't full like, I kind of glanced over it because I like when we read these together in the episode and we have our, like, actual uh, response to them when we read them instead of, like, thinking about it beforehand. I think it's more fun. So I only just glanced over this article. But it says, the introverts in your life need permission to remain quiet at times and to spend time alone without a guilt trip. Truth. Let me be still. Let me be quiet. Yeah, the guilt trip, I think, is a is a thing because I often feel guilty if, like, somebody wants me to do something and I'm just like, fuck, man, like, <laughs> that's a lot. And, like, it's it's the worst because, like, when I tell you that I can't, I literally can't. Like, there's physical <laughs> things going on in my body that, like, I cannot function the way you're expecting me to in society. And I'm trying to tell you right now that you're not going to get that from me. And I feel like when people are disappointed from that, I'm like, yeah, but you'd be more disappointed if we went and tried to hang out right now because I am literally a zombie. A gremlin, and you're asking, like we talked yeah, about last time. A slug, and you're asking me to try and be a human, and I can't be a human on the level you need right now. So there's, like, a science behind that, which is cool. We should talk about that in a future episode, maybe. Like, apparently introverts don't need as much dopamine to feel satisfied in their brains as extroverts do, which I think is really cool. I'm going to write that down as an idea to talk about next time. She's or... to be tapping away on our keyboard as we record not, this episode, writing notes time, about, you know, sometime in the future. Yeah. All right. I got it written down. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about an article today. I have it linked in the show notes. So if you want to pull it up, you can read it as we're going through this. Uh, that might be fun and helpful. Otherwise, you don't really have to. You can just listen to us talk as you're supposed to do in a podcast. <laughs> Uh, Our voices are soothing. Listen to everything we say as we (laughs) hypnotize you. I want to read the little blurb that they have at the beginning of this. So it says, I used to feel bad about being an introvert. I wished I could be more like my extroverted friends. They seemed to have no problem carrying on a conversation with anyone at any time. They didn't seem to get mentally and physically fatigued from socializing and from life in general like I did. Later in life, when I began studying and writing about intro introversion, ooh, introversion, I feel like I've never heard Seen that it written. word. Yeah. I learned that there's nothing wrong with being an introvert. Our brains are simply wired a little differently than those of extroverts. Our minds, our introverted minds process our experiences deeply, and we require alone time to feel our best. So... That leads us into the list of 12 things that an introvert needs to be happy, and we're going to talk about them, see if we agree. Maybe maybe we won't always agree. Maybe sometimes we will really feel it in our soul. I mean, 
Yeah, like, and that little blurb. So, like, I just watched, this is going to sound so stupid, but I just watched, like, I think it was a TikTok of a guy who has ADHD, and this rang true for me, and I've never been diagnosed with anything, so I'm not trying to hop on any trains here, but I just, like, it rang true for me that he was saying that, like, um, he did a little skit about ADHD and how in his brain, when he's talking to people, He's finishing their sentences. And like, so he was like in the skit, he was like talking to a therapist or whatever. And the therapist was like, do you finish people's sentences for them? And he said, no, that's rude. And she was like, yeah, but do you do it in your brain? And he was like, yeah, all the time. I try to anticipate what they're saying so I can come up with a response to like have the conversation. And I was like, yeah, I do that too. Like I definitely like plan out a conversation in my head while it's happening, which sometimes screws me up if it goes away. I'm not planning. And then I'm like, I don't have a response for this. (laughs) And you'll see me like stop and take a minute and process and, and then like reconfigure the conversation to the way that it's now taken a turn to. And so then, like, yeah, and she was, like, saying that this was, like, a a clear sign of ADHD. And while it very well might be a symptom of ADHD and, like, whatever, I don't necessarily have that. I just, it's something that I do in my head. And it really spoke to me because I was, like, other people don't do that. Like, they don't plan out the conversation. And I feel like it might also be an introvert thing where you're trying to plan ahead and have the social interaction go a certain way. Um because you and, like to think about things more right the, the way that you're processing the information and like i feel like maybe extroverts just kind of go with the flow which is terrifying to me i don't <laughs> how do you I have an unplanned feel conversation that, like, if someone asks me my opinion on something especially if it's like a big deal thing like your opinion on i I don't know, like the meaning of life or abortion or, you know, just like things that like are a bigger deal. I want to think about that. I don't want to just like give some willy nilly answer or willy nilly statement that is off the top of my head. You know, I want to sit down and think about it because especially if it's a big topic. So and I feel that on a lesser degree in yeah normal conversations, although I don't um finish people's sentences in my head though i actually had a lady and i (laughs) who i worked with at one point and she used to um talk to me and she would mouth like what i was saying as i was saying it she was like mouthing it with that's so distracting and it was really hard (laughs) like wow like i don't i can't talk anymore (laughs) it was really hard for me to like and so i think like she was maybe doing that in like her own way where she was like helping me with my sentences but I was like I'm not struggling to talk right now and you're just making it harder for me to think ahead in this conversation I don't know what's happening so that was like really (laughs) she was a very sweet lady and I really enjoy her but like that was like I was like I don't I'm not handling this well. (laughs) (laughs) I have a friend that always like finishes my sentences as I'm trying to speak and I hate it because sometimes it's like, yeah, not at all what I was going to say. And then I'm just like, oh, now I'm all confused. Like, stop doing that and let me speak. Especially, I do like, it. I've done it out loud before. This is the thing that kills me. I don't like heavy pauses in a conversation where I'm not expecting them. My grandmother does this to me all the time. <laughs> I will say something to her. She'll say something back. And then it's just heavy silence. And I'm like, where are we going from here? This is awful. <laughs> So sometimes when people, uh, I also have a very hard time, um, and this is going to sound terrible and it's like, ugh, I know, but when people are stuttering and I, I don't want to fix what they're saying because I know that for them that's harmful and they're trying to get through it the way that their brain can and like whatever, but my brain is like trying to say the word that they're stuck on and I'm like don't do it don't say that word just leave it inside but it is such a heavy compulsion for me to like say the word even though they don't need me to say it they're probably going to get their fine on their own and I need to be patient and wait for that to come out I just can't do it my brain's like here 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 and it keeps doing the word and I'm like I know I know what it is I don't need to help them but like that or if they're if someone is like speaking to me and they get my mom does it to me she gets halfway through a sentence and she stops the sentence because she's probably thinking but now there's just weird half sentence heavy silence and I'm like do you need me to give you a word what word are you stuck on do you need help 
help me out. What are you thinking of? What's going on? And then that's annoying to like me and the other person, but I'm like trying to finish. So then sometimes I'll like say something like, oh, do you mean this? And then they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well now I've wasted that effort because I just made a whole conversation. If you meant this, and you didn't mean this, it's really, that's hard for me in conversation. Yeah. Recording this podcast actually has made me realize that I speak slowly and like listening to myself back sometimes i'm just like oh my god spit it out like because, say the thing I, I think that you and i do this so differently you compose the sentence as you're saying it i feel like that's what's going on in your head like you're thinking of the thing you want to say and you're putting the sentence together to get your point across i do a paragraph yeah in my and then i spew <laughs> the whole paragraph really really fast and then i run out of gas and i'm done yeah, and I, I'll say, I'll, like, pause to say and. Like, I'll say something and I'll be like, and, and then I'll pause and then, like, keep going with what I've been going. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to we anyone should, listening uh, to this. We should get on to the first point because we just went on a tangent for, like, oh, 10 yeah, minutes. Oh, yeah, true. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> All right, so here are the 12 things introverts need to be happy. Number, I'm going to start at the bottom. Scroll all the way down, Emily. Good Lord, do this to me all the time. Make me scroll down through an article. It's more fun to, to go from 12 to 1. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, number 12. We need friends and loved ones who value us despite our quirks. So it says, we're never going to be the most popular person in the room. In fact, in a large group, you might not even notice us at all. And we tend to remain in the background. Nevertheless, just like anyone else, we introverts need people in our lives, people who see our value and care for us, despite our quirks. We know that at times we can be difficult to deal with. Nobody's perfect. When you love and accept us, us as we are even when our introverted quirks don't make sense to you you're making our lives profoundly happier do you agree emily yeah because if you can just let me be a nutter butter we're gonna be great friends yeah for sure yeah this makes this one is an easy one i think of course i agree with this um i do like this is true like in a large group i always remain in the background i think you know like the the wallflower thing and not so much in the fact that i'm like leaning there like what but i do like to be on the perimeter i like to people watch i like (laughs) to assess like like my path through the room if i need to move i want to know where the washrooms are and we all know why that is but like i like to be i don't want to be in the center of the room i feel very uh, enclosed and encircled and i panic i need to be on the outskirts yeah i like Yeah, same with, like, jobs, too. Like, I like the jobs that are doing the work behind the scenes, you know, and not, like, being in the spotlight and stuff. But I will say it is really nice when you are in a large group and you are being that background person and somebody notices something about you and they say, like, oh, it's really cool how you do this or something. But even though you're in the background, somebody notices you, like, and yeah care about you the acknowledgement yeah yeah it's really nice i had that once one of my good friends like um we were running a teacher training like a yoga teacher training and so we had like a big group of people doing this teacher training and i did a lot of the work behind the scenes so there was a lot of people that were like talking with all the people doing the trainings but i was just kind of there but doing the work behind the scenes. And one of the girls just like sent me like a really long thank you card for the work that I had done. And I was like, wow, like normally people don't even notice me. You know, they don't even know that I'm putting all this work into it. So it does be like, oh, this event is running super smoothly. And it's because of everything you're doing that no (laughs) one has seen up until that point. Yeah, exactly. Because it is like background work. And I really admire the people that notice yeah the people in the background sometimes because it is hard to you know you notice the people that are front and center and to actually be like hey what are these people doing I think is really nice and I think all of my close friends like my quirks and like how I am even I find it extremely entertaining when you're weird (laughs) 
Like, you message me stuff, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? But I'm enjoying reading it because you're mental. <laughs> like, what? What have I said recently? I don't know. I actually can't think of anything recently. But, like, there have been times that you've texted me, and I've literally just sat there and stared at my phone. I'm like, how is that your life? today. Yeah. yeah. Like, how did this even happen to you? I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know that one. Like, when you got locked out of your house. And, like, it was this big, like, rigmarole with your neighbors, and you had to, like, climb a fence because you got locked. And I was like, what? What, How do you get locked out of your own house to that degree? That was funny, just to kind of go on a tangent here again. Like, my, I had my keys in my hand. Like, I literally was holding my house key, and my door was not locked, and I could not get into my house. And that sounds really weird, but... That is Dutch doors for you. They fucking suck and I hate them. And I wanted all of our doors. Like when we moved into this house, I was like, Erwin, we need all of our doors to be normal doors. And they're not still. We have one door that is not a normal door. So yeah, Erwin is like, well, we make them like this so that people can't break into your house. And I'm like, I can't even get into my house, though. Yeah, like, how do I get in, then? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move to number 11. So, it says, Number 11, The Simple Life. I have an extroverted friend who seems to do it all, volunteering at her son's school, caring for her family, and planning get-togethers for our friends on top of a full-time job. As an introvert, I'd never survive the same schedule. Besides, the simple life is good enough for me. A good book, a lazy weekend, a meaningful conversation with a friend, and some snuggles from my animal friends are what makes me happy. How do you feel about this one, Emily? I think animals are so great because they never demand conversation from me. Animals are really great. My cat like, is my favorite thing in my in the whole world. Yeah, like my cat and my dog just chill. I don't have to do anything for like I have to feed them, and sometimes they ask to go outside. But like sometimes aside, they ask to go outside. <laughs> aside from that, I got nothing. Like they're great. So in general, I disagree with this one. Like it's talking about yeah, having a simple life. And saying the opposite is someone who does it all, like volunteering, blah, 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 on top of a full-time job. Um, I like to have a really busy schedule. Even though I'm an introvert, I have like 50 million jobs. I do 50 million things. And I've always been like that. I've always, yeah, like even throughout university, like I had a job and a volunteer job and things that I like to do. So I don't really agree with this one i like to have a complicated life not a simple life but i do like spaces where i can wind down and relax yeah i think that i'm somewhere in the middle because i do like to be occupied i don't like to like sit around doing nothing all the time i'm i can do that like it it, for a couple days like if the power's out or something and i need to just like be i can But after, like, two days of that, I'm like, no, I'm going absolutely stir-crazy. I'm bored as shit. Give me something to do. Yeah, and I mean, like, both of us have full-time jobs. We do this podcast on the side. We do another podcast on the side. I have tons of things that... You have a couple, like, not full-time jobs on top of the (laughs) full-time job. I've always liked to keep busy. And it's not... um, It's not like friend group, like, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm going out with this person for lunch on this day and doing this stuff. It's like projects and stuff that I like to fill my time with. Which I also feel is like slightly different because it's on your timeline, right? And as much as you run a tight ship, if you go over on a timeline, you can usually balance it out somewhere else. I feel like if I have social events planned or like places I have to be, like that's harder on me because it's like I'm... I'm my day is affecting someone else's day and I don't like that kind of pressure on myself so like if I have an appointment with a friend I'm gonna be there on time and I'm gonna leave on time and that's how that's gonna go um because I feel like if I'm starting to infringe on like their day or if I like my timing is inconveniencing their timing like ugh, it stresses me out so much yeah I feel that Mm -hmm. yeah so if it's like on my time and if it's like solo projects I'm good to go but if it's 
anything else where I have like someone else depending on me being somewhere at a certain time or leaving somewhere at a certain time, I I'm so awful. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, the majority of my projects are kind of solo projects. I don't include, like, I don't think that this podcast is like that. Like, we don't. Uh, we're very flexible with our time yeah. with each other. Like, if I and ever we don't message care. you. Yeah, if I ever <laughs> message you and I'm like, dude, I can't. Can we, like, bump it an hour? We're just like, yeah, whatever. Or if you message me and you're like, today's not working. I'm like, cool, let's find a different one. Like, I'm yeah. never mad if timing has to change for this because... Like, again, it's you and, like, whatever, so. Yeah, I think that because we're, like, good friends, like, if I did this podcast with somebody else, I would feel so bad, I think, if I had to, like, reschedule a meeting. But with you, I'm like, hey, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, hey, this day sucks. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, okay, fine, that's fine. <laughs> I'm in a blanket right now. I cannot record. <laughs> I'm like, yep, I get it. <laughs> okay, number 10. I already resonate with this one and i haven't even read it it says independence unique and fiercely independent introverts are more inclined to let their own inner resources guide them than follow the crowd we do our best work and are happiest when we have the freedom to explore ideas spend time alone and be self-directed and independent this i feel like we like... also just touched on that like yeah was exactly like... i have always felt fiercely independent i like i've always liked doing things on my own i like doing projects on my own um i think i feel like my mom also really like instilled independence in me growing up like so i've always been really independent honestly even in relationships and stuff if my significant other is gone for a while that's a nice thing like, and I don't mean that in the way where I, like, don't want them around, but, like, I'm good with my own space. Yeah, like, I have that, too. And I think that that's one of the reasons why mine and Irwin's relationship works so nicely for me. Because, so he's gone for work from Monday to Friday. I really only see him on weekends. And I absolutely love the fact that during the week, I can, like you know, do my work grind and like get all my work done, not really have to worry about anybody else being around. Everything is on my schedule. Dinner is on my schedule, getting that all done. And then he comes home for the weekend and we have a really nice weekend together. And then that's the time that, you know, we're doing things. So I personally love that schedule. I think a lot of people would find that to be hard, but, um, I don't know. I thrive in that type of situation. Yeah. I, I, I'm never, I'm weirdly codependent with you. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah, not. We just so, text. We just yeah, text. So that's I'm not <laughs> so much in a relationship. Like I'd still want to be able to like text you, but if you had to go away for work or if you were like on a weird shift or like whatever, nah, nah, <laughs> I'll be fine. Check in at some point, make sure I'm alive. I'll make sure you're alive. We're good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're really independent, too. I think, like, if you can, yeah, just hang out on your own and really enjoy your own company, that is basically what being independent is, and that's how you are. So, yeah, let's see. Number nine is, ooh, I like this one. Permission to remain quiet. Sometimes Permission will... granted. Yeah, Boom. permission granted. Sometimes we just won't have the energy to interact or we'll be turned inward doing what introverts do best, which is reflecting on and analyzing ideas and experiences. Pointing out, you're so quiet, or prodding us to talk will only make us feel self-conscious. At these times, give us permission to remain quiet. It's what we need to be happy. After time to process and recharge, we'll likely return to you with plenty to say. I 100% agree. I also think that if you pressure me to talk before I'm ready, you're going to get either something that's absolutely nonsensical, something that's really, really stupid and unthought out, uh, a harsh opinion that I probably don't actually mean and it's just something that's like a knee-jerk reaction, or me just sitting there going, uh, because that's the sound I make when the words won't come. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, I'm definitely like 
a listener and like a thinker in my brain. So like I really like sitting and listening to people and listening to people talk about, you know, all sorts of things. And I am like reflecting on it and analyzing it in my mind and being like, oh, wow, that's a really good point. And like, it leads into this and stuff like, but I say it all in my head. I was I never just thinking that it. like, I remember I would be in like lectures and stuff and I would have like full on conversations in my yes. head about like a point that I was just made. thinking that too. And I'd be like, oh yeah, that's such a good point. And it probably like directly correlates to this and blah, 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 blah. But I, the whole time I'm just sitting there silently writing yeah. notes, having this whole reflection go on. And then sometimes like later on, if we were having discussion later in class, I could bring that point up and be like, I've already thought about this. I got like everything went on in the noggin while you were talking. And that's nice. But if I'm expected to have that opinion, like immediately after they say that thing, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I feel that for sure. And it definitely will not come out eloquently if I have to say it right away. And it's weird. It's weird that it's like that. I don't know. Because yeah, I can have these like really deep conversations with myself in my head, but for some reason that doesn't translate out loud and I can never say it as well when I just have to speak it. I don't really know why that is and I really kind of hate it, but it is what it is. I, I mean, it's the difference between me going, the sky is blue and me going like, the sky is blue because of the reflection that we see of the prism of colors and like, blah, blah, blah. You know, like if you give me time yeah. to actually like sit with it and think about it, like I can give you a better response. But if you're prying at the very beginning, you're going to get like, I like cheese. And that's pretty much <laughs> the extent of. I've always yeah. been jealous of people. Yeah. And like lectures who would just like talk back and forth with the prof and stuff because I could never do that, but... Oh, my God. The concept of debate team literally makes me want to poo my pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I don't have 15 minutes to sit and think about your point and write down counterpoints to it, then I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll just start crying. <laughs> yeah. You win. I concede. I don't have any ideas. I don't know. But if I had to write, like, an essay or a paper on it, I would fucking rock that. Yeah, done. so good at that. Thank you. Give me a three-hour exam window to write an exam on this topic. Done. Gotcha. Yeah. I will be quiet and you can just read my paper. That's it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Number eight, a deeper purpose to our lives and work. Everyone needs to pay their bills. And for many of us, that's why we go to work, even if we have to drag ourselves kicking and screaming. And some people are content with this arrangement or at least tolerate it. However, for many introverts, it's not enough. We crave work that's purposeful and meaningful. We want to do more than just earn a paycheck and put a roof over our heads. Without meaning and purpose in our lives, whether it comes from our job, a relationship, a hobby, or something else, introverts will feel deeply unhappy. I feel like this is not just an introvert thing. I was actually, I was just thinking that, like, this is everyone. Yeah, this is unfair to say that it's just introverts because most people. And I'm not saying all people, there are some that I'm sure are just about the hustle and grind and the money and the, and the house at the end of the day. But most people are looking for something more. <laughs> yeah. So And so I've had periods in my life where, uh, like one time I was a waitress and I absolutely loved doing that. And I, I wouldn't say, I mean, I guess you can say there's not really a huge amount of purpose in your life if you're a waitress other than you know making people happy by bringing them their food but it I think a lot of people would say that's not really like a purposeful job but when I was a waitress I was earning a lot of money and tips and stuff and it let me have a lot of time off that could just be 100% filled with purpose you know what I mean so this was like a super happy time in my life where like my job was not the most purposeful but when I was not doing my job, I had all this time and all this money to, like, that's when I got so deep into yoga. I was so deep into, like, drawing mandalas and stuff. I drew, like, a whole coloring book of them. Um, so it doesn't really need, I, like, I would agree that I need purpose in my life, but it doesn't have to necessarily be with work. And yeah. I think that this, yeah, is true for everybody. And I also don't really think I have a lot of purpose in my job at the moment, um, which is why I do stuff like this podcast, you know, because that brings 
purpose to my life. And yeah, I see this being something that's relevant for everyone. Number seven, people who understand that sometimes we'll be staying home. Change that sometimes to always and you've got it. (laughs) For introverts, socializing is all about dosage. We need friends and loved ones in our lives who understand that sometimes we just can't people. And they accept this minus the guilt trip. Yes, this is exactly what I need. I Guilt trips are the worst. I hate it. (laughs) I mean, I don't get a lot of invitations to go places. So normally I do say yes because I don't like when the invitations come. It's like, okay, yeah, I haven't done that in a while. Let's go do it. Um, Especially being an adult, you know, like we're all busy do you know how long i've been putting off a haircut and a dentist appointment and i actually like my dentist i like going to my dentist it's a fun time i get to watch tv while they work on my teeth but i just can't bring myself to make the appointment (laughs) i had a dentist appointment yesterday it's funny yeah but honestly for me like if you cancel plans with me never assume that i'm upset about it no normally it's like oh too bad and then i'm like in my bed curled yeah. up <laughs> i've already got my switch turned on living my best life yeah. <laughs> like oh that's terrible that we can't hang out as i shovel take out food into my mouth i've already ordered it i've been ready to go <laughs> number six time to think according to dr marty olson laney Introverts rely more on long-term memory than working memory. For extroverts, it's the opposite. Ooh, that's really interesting. This might explain why we introverts struggle to put our thoughts into words. We have been talking about this so much already. Yeah. Although words seem to flow effortlessly for extroverts, introverts often need an extra beat to think before responding or much longer to consider a bigger issue. This is literally like everything. We've talked about this. Hey, everyone, we didn't know this was on here, but we already talked about it. (laughs) Without time to process and reflect, introverts will feel stressed. Yeah. If I can't make up the conversation in my head before we have it, we're not having it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we don't even need to go more into no. this, but that we is really that's really interesting that it's like um has to do with like long-term memory versus working memory. My working memory sucks, I think. Like I always have to write things down. I have to do like repetitive songs. Like if I need to remember a number for like longer than 15 seconds, it's like 77751927775192 and that's how I remember it. In my my head will be doing that the whole time. And if you talk to me while I'm trying to like go away, I can't have anyone interrupt me. I am trying to remember my number. <laughs> yeah. That's super but oppositely my long-term memory, and I know your long-term memory, is super good. Super on point. You remember shit that I don't even know how you can remember. I like... don't know. It's just, you know, it's just stuff. <laughs> but my long-term memory is definitely really stellar. So that's really interesting to think about. I didn't know that that was a thing. That not everyone has to sing a song to remember numbers, Emily? God. <laughs> I just write everything down as soon as somebody says something to me and I'm like, oh, I need to remember this. Like if it's at work or something, I write it down instantly. I remember a class. I don't remember which class, but I remember a class that we were talking about like your short term versus long term and how much permanence you have in your short term memory. And it's something like 30 seconds where you can recall what you just heard before it goes away. And so I always think about that and then I panic and then I like do that like thing where like a goldfish only has like a however many <laughs> seconds like and it's just like I go on this tangent and so like I have to do my stupid sing song thing to get any kind of yeah. It's also interesting because um like I learned that your visual memory is shorter than your auditory memory. So you know how like if somebody says something to you and you think you don't hear them and you're like, what? And then you, you realize it. that, yeah, you get it. It's because it like kind of kicks in later. So I, think I constantly say too. what and have that person repeating themselves before I've even gotten. And then I'm like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. While they're talking, I'm like, nope, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Figured it out. <laughs> 
Okay, number five, a quiet space that's all ours. Introverts absolutely need a private, quiet space to retreat to when the world is too loud. Ideally, it's a room that we can arrange and decorate ourselves and have full control over. Being fully alone without fear of intrusion or interruption is invigorating on a near spiritual level. Yes, my dark cave. We've talked about this. Yes. I feel like even... Yeah, like even in our house right now, like I have a room, like this room that I'm recording in right now, it kind of feels like it's just mine, even though it's like technically not, but like I'm generally the one that's in here the most. So yeah, I feel this. Yeah, like even um, obviously, like when we were roommates, we each had our own room and we would just like retreat to our room when we wanted to and stuff but it was so funny because in our second house that we lived in it was like all of us had our own room we shared the bathroom upstairs we shared the living space upstairs in the kitchen and we basically just ignored the basement except for the sauna like there was that whole other like rec room down there that we went in like three times maybe yeah we never went in that room it had my futon in it so weird yeah yeah we just ignored and i would sometimes do like ab work workouts in there yeah but like for the most part because we called it like the workout room or like it was literally just another room that we ignored in the basement yeah that's funny we (laughs) did ignore that room yeah it's weird because like i can picture us hanging out on the couch in the basement in the first house we lived in yeah because that was our that was our hangout that was our hangout and we ignored that upstairs room that had the one chair in it i used that room like maybe three times we were never in that room ever but I can't really picture us hanging out on the couch in the upstairs room in the second house. That, but that was our hangout spot. But I, I don't know. For some reason, when I think back, you in were my memories, always, you were always on the love seat. By the by, <laughs> I took the couch. Yeah, and it's I, where know, I got. Like, and it's where I got laid on. I got laid on by the weird boy. Yeah. What? I said it's where <laughs> I got laid on. Sounds so bad, and I don't know what you. Mean. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. The time the boy came over to our house and laid on me while I was on the couch on my computer. I don't remember this. Okay, you're going to cut some of this out because I'm going to say his name. And I was working on my, like, drama presentation and he literally sat down on our couch and hung his legs over the one side and put his head on my lap. And I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? (laughs) You weren't home. I told you afterwards. Bree was there and Bree came out and was like, I have to go to work. And I was like, if you fucking leave me right now... Yeah, I that don't happened. remember that. Oh, my God. And you didn't like that guy. Why was he over at our house? Because he knew where we lived. <laughs> <laughs> because I mistakenly one day let him give me a ride home. And then he knew where we lived. And then he texted me and was like, I'm outside your house. Can I come in? And I was like, well, I can guess so because you're here now. <laughs> and so then he came in and he put his head on my lap. And I was like, get out of my house. <laughs> Go away. This is classic introvert Emily. (laughs) I accidentally invited a boy inside and he put his head in my lap. (laughs) And that's why I don't date a lot. (laughs) He's just like resting. (laughs) Yeah. I just decided to have a nap while I was like living my life. I don't know. That's why you need a quiet space that's all yours, Emily. Yeah, so boys don't think they can come into my house and sleep on me. Yes, exactly. Number four, space to dive deep into our hobbies and interests. 17th century horror novels, Celtic mythology, restoring old cars, gardening, painting, cooking, or writing. If it's out there, introverts are diving deep into it. Having time alone to focus on our hobbies and interests recharges us because while absorbed in them, many of us enter an energizing state of flow. I mean, yeah. That definitely happens to me while I'm reading. Here's what I will say. If I'm into a book, which happens to me frequently... You can talk to me all you want. I'm not retaining any of that information because it's outside the scope of my life. You need to, like, make sure I lift my eyes up and, like, look at you and make eye contact and I'm engaging in the conversation before you assume that I am listening to you at all. Because I I won't be. (laughs) That's just how it is. 
I'm so oblivious. I hate when like this actually happens to me so much where people are trying to get my attention and I just don't notice. I hate that. But um yeah, I feel this like like when I'm drawing, I go into like these states of flow where like you don't even notice the passing of time and I love those. They feel really good when you get in that. There's like a yoga word for that and I can't remember it right now, but um yeah I definitely like but this is one that you could also say is not just for introverts too like everyone wants space to die yeah so I don't hobbies and interests. I don't know if this like flow thing is a specifically introvert thing and that's what they're trying to like put the emphasis on but yeah I do think that everybody enjoys hobbies and has hobbies and can get really into yeah. you know what I really want to do pottery I want to learn pottery uh it's fun I don't do it often, and I'm not good at it, but what I have done has been fun. I've only done those, like, you know, those play with clay places that you can go to. Mm -hmm. I love those where you, like, but there you just, like, paint something, and then you, like, pick it up later. Didn't we do that together? Or did we? No. Maybe not. No, that was you and Nikki, I think, did oh, that. Yeah. Um. No, I... I'm just gonna I'm gonna sound like such a spoiled freaking privileged little shithead kid but my <laughs> school was new when I went to it and we had a kiln in our school and so we had pottery classes like oh my gosh my high that's school. so cool and so I took I think at least one of those my sister took one of those and you like get to do a lot of stuff with pottery um I probably don't remember much of it now but I have played with like the pottery wheel and like I made stuff and like yeah so that's you so know. fun. I really want to, like, take a class or something. There's no, like, I, like, searched for it, and there's just, like, classes for kids. And I'm like, man, what about adults that want to do yeah, this Yeah, what if stuff? I'm, like, an old lady and I want to learn how to spin some clay? What yeah. if I want to, what if I want a <laughs> ghost without Patrick Swayze? <laughs> they need to have more things for adults, I think. But it is my goal to learn pottery, and eventually I would love to get my own pottery wheel and make things so I that Erwin so many... can come up shirtless behind you and sit <laughs> and do the ghost thing yeah exactly yeah yeah that's, that's the, the main goal that's, yeah. <laughs> this this whole situation has been crafted and carefully put together so that that could happen i follow so many like pottery people on instagram and they are just so cool with what they do and i'm like oh my god there's this one girl i'll have to send it to you she makes ice cream like pottery ice cream and it looks i'm so assuming cool. it's i'm assuming it's not edible no it's not edible but it's so pretty and feels i just rude i just feels, want it feels rude to make food i can't eat <laughs> all right let's go to number three this term I absolutely love this term. So it says com companionable silence. We talked about this in our last episode. I think we didn't we talk about it a little bit. Oh, no, it wasn't our last episode. I was going to say a little bit in this one, but we didn't. We just talked about how you don't remember the couches. <laughs> <laughs> so introverts need people in their lives who are content with quiet. People who can sit in the same room with us, not talking, each of us doing our own thing. People who won't nervously jump to fill a pause in the conversation, but will let thoughts linger, waiting until ideas have been fully digested. Without periods of companionable silence, introverts just won't be... Okay, this is the most perfect term. Companionable silence. I love it. Because awkward silence is like the bane of my existence. Companionable silence, I enjoy a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and we talked about this in our last episode, how we did this all throughout university. We just chill in the same room. And quite honestly, I'm pretty sure there were many times in university where, like, you would say something or I would say something and the other person would just go, like, mm-hmm. And then we'd sit there for, like, 15 minutes and then they'd be like, ah, also, I feel this way about that topic we were just discussing. And you could be like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. And that's how our conversations would happen. Like, real lengths Slow of time. And in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is what Erwin and I do a lot, and I love it, just chilling on the couch. He's doing something, I'm doing something, and we're just, like, being together, but being, like, not, like, talking. Yeah, don't need I to love be it. filling the silences, yeah. 
And number two, meaningful conversation. So this goes a little bit against number three, but at the same time, it's there's super a reason true. for it. Yeah, it's true. So we quiet ones can do small talk. Wait, what? I can't do small talk. Mm-mm. <laughs> Read on. Oh, but that doesn't mean we don't absolutely loathe it. Yeah. Many introverts crave diving deep, both in our interests and in our relationships. We need something more. And yeah, so this is what I think. Like, I have, like, I am definitely the person that just has a couple really close friendships, not just, like, a ton of, like, half semi-acquaintance relationships, you know? Like, if I go in to a friendship with someone, I'm going deep. And because of that, because I'm putting that work into it, I think our conversation is always more meaningful because it's not just the small talk stuff. You go deeper. I will say, like, yeah, I like to differentiate because I would say, like, I'm well-liked by most people, but I'm only well-known to a few. Um, And so the same thing, like, meaningful conversation happens with those few people that I am close with. Also, being a cashier for the majority of my life, can I just say... Anything about the weather, anything about, <laughs> like, smile more, anything about, like, those shitty little jokes that people make, I'm just like, stop doing it. I've heard it so many times. And I know that that person is just trying to be friendly and engage me, and that's great, but you're engaging me the same way the 15 people before you engaged me, and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tired of it. Yeah, and this goes to what we said about the, like, companionable silence, like, because we can have those deep conversations that just happen very slowly over the period of, like, a whole evening with a lot of spaces of silence in it, you know? They, like, can go hand in hand. If you were to make a transcript of our conversation, it would probably be a page long, but it happened over the course of several hours. (laughs) And it's very deep. Yeah. All right, we have, we're at our final one, number one, plenty of time to wind down and process. Yes, we introverts need downtime after big parties and networking events to recharge our energy. But we also need downtime after little things, too. Because we're wired to process ideas and events deeply, introverts may get very drained by a stressful day at work, shopping in a crowded mall, or a heated conversation with a significant other. Time to unwind allows us to fully comprehend what we just experienced and lower our stimulation level to one that's more comfortable and sustainable. Without downtime, we'll feel brain dead, irritable, and even physically unwell. Yes. 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 <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about this the whole time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and like even in my la- in our last episode, like I feel like I talked about this too, like where I, like literally if I'm on the phone with someone having a conversation and there's someone in the room with me and they are also trying to talk and be part of the conversation, like I can't do both. Like that. So any kind of like two strain stimuli for me and I'm like I'm out. See you later. We're done here. This is not a <laughs> happening thing i like think that i'm a good multitasker i said this to erwin the other day i was like i'm so good at multitasking and he just like looked me dead in the face and was like no you're not because <laughs> i often like if i'm doing something and he's trying to talk to me i just fully ignore him like can't can't do both yeah it's impossible um and yeah i there are definitely like malls oh my god malls are my nightmare <laughs> Especially because there's there's protocol in a mall that people don't follow that they're supposed to follow. Like, where you're supposed to walk a certain way on a certain side of the row. And, like, people just do whatever they, and they're willy-nilly. And they're just... Like, there are laws in place here. There are societal norms that you should be following that I have to follow to make sense of this place. And you're just kiboshing everything. And then I'm all stressed out. Oh, my God. This stupid thing. You've probably seen me do this where I can't figure out what way someone's going and so I just do the dance, the shimmy dance. <laughs> yeah. That happens to me so much in malls and I hate it. And then I look ridiculous because I'm now dancing in the middle uh, shimmy in the middle of a mall. I don't know where to go. And there's people on either side that are blocked and I'm just flailing in the middle. Yeah. I'm I don't really like malls. bad at avoiding eye contact with the kiosk. Oh people. my god, you are the worst person. <laughs> 
Do you know how many times Courtney gets nabbed into like, let me do your hair, let me do your makeup, let me sell you this phone case scams because she makes direct eye contact with the kiosk people? And I'm like, no, you look at the floor. When you pass those kiosks, you look at the floor. Don't really look at that. It's hard sometimes. Don't sometimes smile. you just like look in a direction and like that person is like ready, locking don't you, eyes. Don't with lift you. your stupid little squirrel hand and wave at them. Put everything down, <laughs> look at the floor, and power through. <laughs> now we're just talking about all the times that, that I've been we in a mall with Courtney. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that we now need to wind down from. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our list of what an introvert needs to be happy. Was it missing anything? Not to me. Cheese. I just need, I just need I like cheese. cheese and dark. Yeah, cheese. Str- Can you get me some dairy-free cheese strings, please? Because that will make my life perfect. <laughs> yeah, cheese makes us happy. Hot chalky. Hot chalky. Video games. Yeah. You know. Tea, only be only animals. being touched by a blanket or my animal. <laughs> These are the things. These are a few of my favorite things. Oh, you know what's really nice too is when you're all wrapped up in your blankie and you're laying there and then a sunbeam hits you. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. some good shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Um, we hope that this episode made you happy, and we hope that you related to this list. Let us know if you think it was missing anything, and we'll see you back next week. Yeah, see you then. Goodbye. listening if you're mostly awkward and want to hear more please listen rate review and follow all episodes of the mostly awkward podcast new ones come out every tuesday and they're available now for free on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you got questions or you want to chat you can email us at mostly at gmail.com or follow us on tiktok instagram and reddit at mostly awkward pod or twitter at mostly For a full list of episodes, more deets, or to see what's coming next, visit our website, MostlyAwkwardPod.com. This has been a presentation of Mostly Awkward Media. See See you next week. week!